Okay, peace and bliss, loved ones. I hope everybody is in good spirits as far as tapping in with this podcast. Um, my introduction is going to be a little different uh, due to me having a lot of things on my mind and kind of um, letting you know where I'm going to go with this. This has been on my mind and it's been egging me ah, for the past three or four days. And I think the topic is so relative. It's something that we don't talk about a lot. It's definitely something that needs to be addressed. It needs to be put on people's mindset. It needs to be able to alter um, people's mind frame at the end of the day. And, um, you know, as people, I don't know if when we operate all day, you know, um, how well we do that in true, genuine essence of who we authentically, truly are. So I know that we all deal with a lot of trauma. And, you know, the sole purpose of this podcast and just me, period, um, you know, I, I like to um, come from an angle of breaking generational curses and operating at one's highest vibration, but surpassing the highest vibration operating in one's truest, um, highest authentic essence, if you, if you would say, um, but like I said, this is going to touch on relationships, um, trauma with men and women. Um, this is going to touch on sexual assault, um, this is going to uh, touch on a few things, um, and I'm just going to free flow this thing, and um, you know what I mean? And I do want to put out here, before anything, I'm not consistent with the pod, my podcast, and I'll give you the reason why. My life lives, right? I learn every day from everyday people, whether they're good people or bad people, I am constantly learning and I'm learning about myself too, learning how to keep myself centered within this here matrix or reality or illusion in the world that we live in, right? And, um, you know, I, I, I definitely learn so much. So, you know, I just, it, it, it. And I have so many things that I want to say in my mind, things faster than my mouth can speak. But, um, you know, I, um, I just like to share, but I like to be in a place where, um, I'm authentically operating in my true essence. Um, I'm not bringing any drama or, or energetic baggage to this podcast. I'm lacing it completely with authenticity of me. So, you know, when I get a notion or something moves me to say, do it, speak on it, then I'll, I come to this podcast. You know what I mean? Because I, I want to give, I just don't want to give anything, but I want to give. So this podcast is a little different. So, you know, I don't stay on a weekly schedule at a certain time when you know what I'm saying? The spirit says move, I move. And it won't let me just be. 
I'm here now because this is pushing me to um, just bring forth the information I'm going to bring forth. I just feel like it's important. I had a conversation with a childhood friend of mine and we laughed and we cried. I hadn't talked to her in years, but we definitely grew up together from middle school all the way up. And we actually stayed on the phone and my birthday just passed. Uh, the 15th of January. So happy Earth Day solar return to me. Um, but we ended up staying on the phone literally for eight hours. And we had the most beautiful <laughs> conversations, the highs and the lows. We laughed. I cried at certain instances. And um, <laughs> it was, you know, true friendship like that we definitely need I'm glad that I grew up with a group of the women that I did and um man I truly love them they know who they are um they're the women who know me the most um and that I can always authentically be myself with (laughs) uh it's always good to have friends like that and um Boy, I just, it was almost therapeutic. Um, And she was right on time and I gave her something that she needed and she definitely gave me something that I needed. And um, that's my sister for life. So big shout outs to her. She'll know who she is if she listens. I don't like to, uh, you know, I do this podcast thing, but I don't like to uh, put names and stuff out there because I, I, you know, people have privacy and boundaries and stuff like that. So um, I definitely respect those things, but I just kind of wanted to dwell deep into a few things. So if you can bear with me and please give me your time, I would greatly appreciate that. I feel like I'm going to dig pretty deep um, and I'm going to touch on some things and just some real stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because I am a realist. Um, This is who I am in real life. I love having deep conversations in real life, meaningful ones. Um, I love the bullshit around too, but I definitely love things that have value. So, you know, um, you know, sometimes I get that, um, you know, I have social media pages as well. Um, I like to write before I start podcasting. Um, I had a, um, I used to do blogging. So I used to write, write in a still something that I'm passionate about. I started off with that first because um, I've always been into uh, poetry and stuff like that. I've always had the ability to um, share my feelings uniquely and just relatably. Um, so that's just something that I've been effortless, effortlessly, I'm sorry, good at. So, you know, I, I do want to say that, you know, I'm not as smart as some may think. You know what I'm saying? My perception is different. Everything that I see. And it is certainly hard to see through or out a lens of truth. And at this point in my life, I don't question anything about my thoughts. You know what I'm saying? And I can do that because I'm, I genuinely know who I am. And um, I never have ill intentions. Um. I'm I'm a pretty solid person, truly loyal. Um, I have a heart of gold. 
and uh, true feelings that allows me to to relate to people. I mean, anyone, you know what I mean? However we put people in perspectives, whether they're, you know, people that we look at as unworthy, people that we look at that we think that are dirty people or however uh, trash of the earth, I learn something from everybody and I can relate to everybody even the, the, the highest people, I, I can relate as far as feelings go, especially if you're real with yours and allow me to tap in, I'll make you feel something. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm very relatable uh, to people. And, you know, I've always had these blinders on. And I, I've never, at one time, and I never never gave it a thought, so, you know, with that being said, like, even if I felt something was off about everything, you know, that I've ever seen or felt, it wasn't until experience and the good experiences are the ones um, that have the ultimate bliss in them. You know what I'm saying? In my personal journey, of course. You know what I mean? The, the good ones are everything. I just shared a good memory with you guys. I was speaking to one of my friends. Um, but yeah, pure bliss and beyond. But it wasn't until I felt pain over and over and over continuously until I just had to stop in my tracks and truly pause, if you know what I mean. And I've always had an understanding of a lot of things. And maybe if the spirit leads, I'll go into depth and share with you as far as, you know, my understanding of a lot of things. You know, we still have time and room for that. Um, but it wasn't until then that a lot of things um, started to click and make sense and that I was having clarity and I guess that I was at a, a state where I was completely open and compelled for transfer, transformation and transmutation. So, <clears throat> and I say all that to say, you know, that I don't put any limitations on me. I have none. And it feels like I'm almost reborn just due to an alter alteration in my thought process. And I have no idea, you know, how how or what drug me and drawn me in this lane. And maybe, you know, when you have a higher power, you know, that chooses you or a force that chooses you, it doesn't hand you a manual. It gives you clues, signs, whispers, etc. Um, and it's not to be viewed as coincidences. You know, you just have to definitely acknowledge everything and dig, dig into it deep. And, you know, once you do that, you'll discover that, you know what I'm saying? Everything is a navigator, you know? But, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I try not to be vulnerable, but, I do a lot of things that people can't do. And for one, that is 
the ability to shed my ego and truly step into the power or my power in essence. You know what I mean? Due to me having control, and it may go over a lot of people's head, but I mean control of myself, my free will, my destiny, my thoughts, my essence, etc. Things of that nature. Like I am completely navigating this thing. You know what I mean? This fleshly body. And, um, you know, we, we have these insecurities and different things of that nature. But, and I, I, I don't say, I can't say that I don't fall into that. I can't, you know what I mean? I'm still a fleshly being outside of the spirit. You know what I mean? Or, you know, outside of the spacesuit. But, you know, I've, I've learned to better navigate it. You know what I mean? I've learned to look at things a little bit different. Not saying that good or bad does not happen. They do. But everything is not a a loss. The majority of things are a lesson. Everything is not meant to be taken derogatory and leave you as a victim. You know what I'm saying? You have to be victorious. You know what I mean? And you have to take the good with the bad. You know, the, the bitter with the sweet. But, you know, once you truly can shed ego, you know, just the stages for me, I can only, um, I can only share it at my, um, at my experience and, and my level. So it may be different, but I would love to sit with somebody that's also actually there so they can give me their perception and open, you know, some gateways in my mind. So, you know, that, you know, some puzzles, a few puzzles that I could be uh, missing to make me greater. So that would be great. Um, but I just know this on a, on a large scale, there's been so many lies that has been told about our very existence along with the enriched stories of the land, sacred principles, purpose, our purpose and reaching higher grounds of understanding. And everybody moves the same moves and everything is mimicked. What channel is everyone, everyone on? You know what I'm saying? It's like everybody is on the, the same frequencies. But when you know that there's other channels that, that exist out there, you'll start tuning in and tapping in. But, um, yeah, getting into some realness here. <sighs> the main thing I want to address is trauma. I know in the melanated community, um, it's not just the women. And I have to admit, we do carry a lot of baggage. Uh, sometimes we have the weight of the world on our shoulder. And um, we we look at men as having to maybe deal with us. But, like I said, everything is a teacher. And what I've learned is that, and it, I need, I need a, 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 a alpha male. I have to find an alpha male to, <clears throat> in a genuine one, to be able to, uh, I guess, narrate this better than me. But while I'm here, I'm just going to, you know, open the gateway for this um, so there can be some understanding. Because like I said, I, the experience taught me well and I've got to see things, but men have trauma really bad. And I'll say this. I was in a relationship for a very long time. 
me and this person had a child together. Beautiful, beautiful girl. Um, and it didn't dawn on me because I was so young at that time that, um, man, he cut up sometimes a lot and I didn't understand why, I guess, because I'm still coming into myself and who I am and coming into motherhood because it was very new and all these things. So it wasn't until I got older and put, start putting things in perspective, but as a young boy, he dealt with a lot of trauma. Um, I think he dealt with, um, you know, family having drug abuse issues out of the blue because the era of <clears throat> the 80s hit, which was the crack era. Um, my, my mother was also swallowed up by that era. Um, so, I mean, to a young man that loved his mother, I can only, um, I can only see how that probably was devastating, right? From my understanding as well, um, he was sexually taken advantage of. And now looking back, I have to be honest with myself, you know, being intimate with him was a new experience. Not bad, but new. And um, we definitely had chemistry. I can tell that he was um, more advanced in that, in that department than I was. Very romantic. Um, very open, though. Uh, when it came to romance. Um, but yeah, we definitely had a vibe. We definitely were in sync um, when it came uh, to intimacy. I reached, I reached levels of height that I didn't know existed. I should have been manifesting at that time because, you know, understanding now how sacred sex is and it's the highest form of a fre frequency or a vibration that has ever existed on this plane. Because, obviously, with the interaction, you formulate a whole nother being. You know what I'm saying? So it's the highest force. So I should have been manifesting all kinds of stuff. I would have been rich right now in abundance. But, <laughs> um, but looking back, I, I'm like, I can see that, you know, although, you know, I was able to do my homework and seeing that that was something that was actually really true, um, it makes me look back and say, well, you know, this is why he knew a, a few things, about a few things. The downside to that was when it came to women, he was very vicious on the opposite end of the spectrum. So, he could be upset and really hurt you, you know, and subconsciously, I don't believe that he, and I'm not giving this person any excuses whatsoever, but the old trauma, you know what I mean, would allot him to react and be very vicious um, to women that he was close to. So at the end of the day, that young boy, turn into a man and he's still carrying baggage to this day is what I'm saying so at the end of the day hurt people hurt people so 
there's no healing process that was done whatsoever, not even a little bit. So until the day that he takes his last breath, he will be somewhere creating chaos. You know what I mean? And um, God, that's horrible. But just looking back, you know what I mean? And this is why spirituality is, is so important. You know what I mean? Especially for me. I, I live by this. You know what I'm saying? Like, truly. Because spirituality allots and forces your soul and you to dig deep and bring to the surface issues in your life that you have buried that need to be addressed that you never feel like addressing. You know what I'm saying? But upon spirituality and understanding things and, and the principles of it all, you, you want to heal and you want... Um, to break generational curses. You know what I'm saying? You you don't want to uphold any more trauma bonds. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to befriend people or lovers due to your insecurities. You really want to walk into that relationship authentically giving everything and all and that person likewise with you. You know what I'm saying? And you want that thing to spend full third full circle, 360 degrees, you know what I'm saying, and keep going around and around and never stop. Never saying that, you know, it's perfect, but, you know, you want to kind of set up a, you want to set it up like that, coming in the door and keep it going like that, because anything that you're involved in is work. You got to put in work, so, but you want it to be healthy, you know what I'm saying, so, Sometimes when we don't heal different things, we're out here destroying other people. Again, <clears throat> I shared on one of my podcasts. I cannot remember the title right now. Um, where I told people a little bit about me. Why I'm here, where I came from, why the podcast. And I shared on there um, my traumatic issues as far as um, being raped twice as a teenager. You know, I I was open with that. And, um, you know, which, you know, the the, the bad thing about that was blaming myself uh, for so many years. And I was a teenager. I should have never placed blame on myself to begin with because these people were adults. But I did, and I carried that for years, probably over 20 years. I'm blaming myself, um, walking around, um, feeling sorry for myself, feeling like I was not worthy of anything, that I was this bad person, almost like a slut. And and I don't know why I didn't put that in my mind the right way I have been taken advantage of. I don't know why it never dawned on me to tell and let someone know either. <clears throat> that's ridiculous. I don't know how, and that's not just my story. It's millions of people, women and men, that are like that. Then it's messed up that we operate in a community, even in our families, to where we feel like we can't share. And even if we do, you know what I'm saying? It's it's hush-hush. It's swept under the rug. And nobody is really trying to be empathetic and sympathetic to the issues to be able to make sure you don't take a tumble or a dive through your life's journey because, you know, they're your overseers. They're over you. 
You know what I mean? And they almost have the same ability and responsibility as the person that took advantage of you. You know what I mean? Because they'll make you feel the same way that that person did. There's no true sense of help. That's the problem. That's the problem for me. Um, And this is why I'm here doing this podcast right now. Because like I said, I've been in deep thought. And I had to really think about this. And like I said, being on the phone with my girlfriend, man, my friend, my childhood friend, my sister, um, we talked about that. Um, she shared with me, too, how she walked as a young girl with her head hung low. And she blamed herself and almost cried. I did cry, actually, because I told her, wow, I thought that I was the only one. I thought I was this horrible person. You know, a lot of people talked about me. And she said, me too. And that's crazy. We never shared it. We never told them. We're young girls. Why is it like this? You know what I mean? And we dealt with a lot on our own. You know what I mean? So that's not okay. Now, what for me moving forward, you know, I don't, um, you know, having children, I don't, I've never just let my kids just out of my sight. You know, I don't believe in just staying a night at everybody's house and everybody's staying at mine. You know what I mean? Because of that. You know what I mean? And if my kids are even intertwined with someone else's kids, I like to sit and really get to know the parent. Uh, you know what I mean? And and I'm a good reader. I love to read. I will read or at least try to or at least allow them to know who I am and where I'm coming from and that I don't play. And they can rest assured, you know what I'm saying, if their kids are with me at my house, you know what I'm saying, that I'm going to raise them or not really raise them, but I'm going to treat them. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm going to treat them like my own. So if they're doing something out of whack the same way that I would check my children, I'm going to check them the same way. But it's all out of love. It's all out of respect and, and things of that nature. So they can always rest assured like it's it's going to be some normalcy all the way across the board. You know what I mean? But I will share uh, this. You know, I've had parents where I've looked them completely in their eye and they rest assured me that, Hey, your kids are going to be good. Da, 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 da. And my kids was a teenager. They, I didn't find this out until later, but my kid was able to go up over there and the parents was giving the kids ecstasy pills and letting them do whatever they wanted to do. If I would have known at that time, I probably wouldn't be podcasting. I'd still be finishing the term out um, on my prison sentence <laughs> in real life. You know what I'm saying? But I, Of course, my daughter didn't tell me, but, you know, just things like that. You know, we have to really just started addressing these issues and a lot of these things to freaking be important because they are, because we need to be out here operating at our full potential and not coming somewhere from a traumatic space all the time. You know what I mean? And life is to definitely be lived, but it's also to be taken seriously. You know what I'm saying? And it's also... We're supposed to also have fun. You know what I'm saying? But, and if you look around, this is why we have so much bad in the world. You think it just stems and comes from nowhere because everybody's been doing great, even if they come from a rich family? Absolutely not. Because we see even rich people kill or do heinous things. You know, the guy in California, 
He had that, or no, 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 New York. I'm sorry. He had that Manhattan office looking over wherever, but that's when I guess you know that you've made it. And he was killing people on that little rail trailway. Um, all them girls, they were finding by the beachside or something like that for years. And he had a family. He had a daughter that was college educated and going to school. He was a monster, but he was also raising a complete family. He had two different lives. So what did he go through? Because hurt people hurt people, right? So what was he going through? I'll say this too. <laughs> Growing up, I only shared two of the rapes. And I think I have to remember it because I'm pretty open. I'm going to tell you this now. Now, when I was younger, uh, I think I did tell this story. I used to play with these kids. They had just moved in. And uh, I was always pretty happy-go-lucky. I could play by myself and have a ball. Or I can play with other kids. And that was even more fantastic, right? And I remember these new kids that moved into the neighborhood. And they were so cool. They were, they, they were cool. They were really freaking cool. We could have the time of our lives. And... um probably was I maybe was like seven or eight years old and like I said I they would come over to my house and of course or we'd just play on the block um and I would go to their house I remember their grandpa and he must have had his sights on me for a while had to and uh because I would always hear it growing up you're gonna be so pretty when you get older oh you're gonna and I was such a tomboy I didn't want to hear that shit you know what I'm saying? I really didn't. I didn't know what it, the fuck it, I'm sorry for the language and stuff, but I didn't know what the hell that shit meant. Like, what? Can I play? I don't want to, what? I'm going to be pretty. What? I got braids in my hair and cornrows. I, what? I, what? I don't care. But I remember this, um, her grandpa told me one day, like, man, you're going to be so pretty. And when you get a boyfriend, how are you going to kiss them? And, uh, I remember I gave him a kiss on the cheek and I said like that because I wasn't thinking about it. These people were close to, mind you, the kids had just moved in, but the family had already lived on the block. So they had took in their family members that were coming from out of town. So this family and this particular man, her man had already known my family and I had known him. The only people that it was new to the block was the kids and you know, the people that took care of them as far as their parents. And I ended up kissing that man on the cheek like, hey, like that. Because, hey, this is such and so. Like, that's no big deal. I'm not thinking in my head. Like, you know what I mean? We don't, as kids, we don't think like that. Like, oh, I'm about to get close to. No, like, our mind works totally different. And he was like, no, you can't kiss him like that. And I'm thinking now, because now it's taking a new turn that I wasn't expecting. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then he proceeds to lean in and try to kiss me and put his tongue in my mouth. And I backed up. That threw me for a loop. But something about me as a kid and being sharp, I never, you know, my family, I didn't never experience it anything like that in my household whatsoever, not even a little bit, right? But I knew that was wrong. If I didn't know nothing else, I knew that was wrong, right? So um, I never went back in the house. I would play in the yard, of course, 
and still play in the neighborhood up and down the street. Of course, play at my house. And I had a, my house, we had a huge yard. I mean, from the front yard to the both sides and the back, we had, we had a big house, but we definitely had a big yard. And when I, t- to where we had, there was a swim pool at one time before I was born <clears throat> and they sealed it up because someone had died, drowned in the pool. There was a bird bath. There was a chicken coop out there. Um, they used to have chickens out there and then some dogs before I was born uh, was out there in that chicken coop as well. Uh, we had a huge grapevine in the backyard that would grow grapes every year. Some days they would, some years they would come in green. Some years they would come in purple. Uh, apple trees, peach trees. My grandma had a garden. There were strawberries. So we go pick strawberries and mash them up and uh, put them over our vanilla ice cream and stuff like that. So sunflower seeds out there. I could just sit outside and eat. You know what I mean? There were so much, so many things. So our yard was that big, especially to have a grapevine in the backyard. Yeah. And it was like the grapevine had like a little bridge. So the vines wrapped around that bridge and that bridge walked you from the alley all the way up to our back door. You know what I mean? So it was pretty tight. Anyway, like I said, I never went back inside that house. I knew that. But just thinking back, because, you know, we're dealing with trauma, healing, you know what I mean, um, and just shedding, uh, trying to make that heart as light as a feather, um, not a, a lot, allotting or allowing someone else's baggage to become your own, returning it right back to sender, period, right? So um, I had to think about this. And me and one of my friends, well... Me and my friend, we were talking about this as well. Now that we're adults, you know, that, that guy that did that to me is dead and gone. But it's so funny because, you know, social media is big and, you know, you see their family members, his son in particular. And it's so funny because even the things that their family has no idea, mind you that this even took place or they may, and these may have done it to others. And it was just their household secret. Right. And have no idea that I can have any inkling of a clue that this man is like this. Right. Like I said, he's dead and gone, but on social media, I see his son and his son posts a lot of sexual things I watch, but it definitely tells me in real life without no words, the apple does not fall far from the tree. And I remember a close friend of mine I shared this story with, you know, because uh, I, I have friends that I'm, you know, as far as conversation go, I have good friends. And good people. I'm sorry. I have good friends and good people in my life where I uh, can completely and utterly uh, be open with. Right. So. Um, I told my friend this 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 particular story and he tells me wow he said it's funny because I believe you and I was like really and he was I was like why do you say that because I'm always so inquisitive I was like why do you say that you know what I mean he was like well as a young kid I used to stay the night over there so the things that would be going on over there you know what I mean and you know as far as um 
you know, I guess the boys were allowed to watch nasty things, you know, because this guy was a little bit older than me. But he was like, yeah, I know. Like, just as far as the environment of the household, like, you know, we were able to, yeah, I mean, watch nasty stuff and do this and that. So he was like, I actually believe you because I used to stay the night over there as a kid. I said, wow. You know what I mean? This made me think, like, wow, isn't that something? You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. It's something. It's just something to watch, though, when you start you know, even with spirituality, you look at yourself and your behavior. You know what I mean? Because you always want to, you know, authentically and genuinely just be you. Um, you know what I mean? And and just possess your good nature. You know what I mean? At all times. You know what I mean? So at the same time, while you're observant to you, you're also observant to others. You know what I mean? And and I'm um I'm an empath, so I'm empathic. So I can see certain things and I can feel real tough. This is why I don't go around people all the time because I can feel. And then too, like I could be somewhere and people are drawn to me and they will start telling me a lot of things, their life stuff and this and that. And, you know, certain people have that about them. And I certainly have experienced a lot of that. So I always have to stay centered and charged up uh, to be able to walk out of my door to deal with so many different you know what I mean? Entities or people, you know what I'm saying? And mindsets and characters, everything. You know what I mean? I have to literally have my cup all the way full. Because um, I know by the time I get home, oh my God, I'm going to be drained in so many levels. <laughs> I promise. But, um, man, me and, and me and my, my friend, we were talking about that. And, you know, she was saying too, you know, she shared with me some things and we all know these people, um, which I never knew. And like I said, we both experienced the same w- walk of shame and we were children while these people were adults. And uh, I told her, wow, I did not know that. She was like, yes. And it happened over and over again. And not only did it happen over and over again, I was always given alcohol. And girl, I was only 13, so I didn't really understand she said, and, uh, man, I'm not gonna, the way it even happened, there was a family member that was, that was aware of it and put her in that position because she had a need. So my friend was the sale for her need. Um, that's, you know, that's a lot, but I'm sorry. Um, and she she would go with this person and they would get her severely drunk at 13. And She said after a while she started looking around and there were more than one man in the room. And the family member of hers when she would get dropped off would tell her just don't tell your mom. Again, we don't tell. We don't confide. But she said that her family had made her feel so bad and so low, but probably if they would have known what happened, the dynamics of everything um, possibly would have changed. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes in the community, in the melanated community, uh, with people of color, um, we don't respond to things the way we're supposed to. 
and then we somehow blame our kids for putting ourselves in that situation. And then we start looking at how the community will look at us. And then we don't want to approach that person because we've been knowing them for so long. And we've been on so many good terms and we don't want to rock that boat. We are weirdos. We're weird. And I mean that. This is why, boy, I tell you, we, we have trauma really, really, really bad. And it stems, it stems 400 years plus. Please believe it. Um, but, um, yeah, but she told me, you know, and I told her at the end of the day, you know, people don't get to do things to other people without their being reckoning or some type of cosmic, karmetic (laughs) law, you know what I'm saying? And, um. Uh, period, and that those are those are like the seven hermetic principles, but um, boy, I tell you, she said, I've went to his page, you know, just this one particular person, you know, because he's the one who started the bandwagon for her, and um, she said I went to his page and I'd look. She said I couldn't even recognize him. You know what I mean? She. And I wanted to know, you know, I'm very curious. And I said, well, let me, let me go look. Boy, (laughs) I don't, I hate to laugh like that, but I'm just in pure devastation. When I went to go look at that page, baby, I said, boy, if, if, if the, the, the world and life ain't kicking his ass, I don't know what is. He's unrecognizable. He looks so poor and sorry in the face. And everything. He looks horrible. And um, it's so funny knowing that his background and uh, those type of things that he felt like he'd done in private. Um, you know, I, I went down some of the timeline and just seeing the things that he was saying. And I was like, wow, people feel like they just can't be touched. People And people don't even feel like they've done any wrong. That's weird to me. I am so sorry. Like it was quite normal and natural. But then hurt people hurt people. Where did he get that from? You see what I'm saying? And then we're all out here creating and making babies and families and husbands and wives. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's, that's why, you know, at this point, you know, I'm learning. You have to be very careful with yourself. Like Aaliyah said in her song, boy, I got to watch my body because I'm not just anybody. I'm not just going for anything anymore at this point. Because like I said, I've had to endure hurt over and over and over again to get to this point. You know what I mean? Almost like the caterpillar going through the the cocoon, turning into the butterfly, the cosmic chaos. I had to go through hell, chaos first. You know what I'm saying? To open up to pure bliss. You know what I'm saying? Or find some type of peace. You know what I'm saying? So... I just, I just look at that. It's, it's just, it's, it's something else. Um, man, something else. I, so I, I'm just saying all these things to just make an awareness. You know what I'm saying for it. And again, place, um, put a little, a gem, place a little gem in your mental space. You know what I'm saying? So, um, 
I'll say this too. I think I spoke about it on um, breaking the silence. As a teenager, I had friends. I hung out with um, a lot of people of color. I'm a woman of color, Aboriginal and indigenous to the land. But um, I, uh, I hung out with a lot of Hispanics as well. A lot of my family are Hispanics. My grandchildren are Hispanic. Most of my cousins on my mother's side are Hispanic, speak uh, Spanish, all the stuff. So I've had the best of both worlds. Um, they're also indigenous to the land. But um, man, so like I said, there's a few Hawaiian. I think this girl was Filipino. I Filipino friends. Um, yep. Yeah, she was. She was Filipino. Um and Hispanic friends, but I remember my Hispanic or my Filipino friend, we were at this time, we were 15 years old. And she explained to me how, you know, we were staying a night at a friend's house and uh, next door was a family that lived next door that I am very versed of knowing. Yes, 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 and yes. And, um, I used to babysit there. And uh, so I knew she wasn't lying. But she told me, I, I've i been over there before. How do you know them? I, I'm not going to tell this podcast how I know them. But I told her how I know them. And she was like, well, wow. I seen those people's, or I seen his bedroom at 15. And he's a grown man. You shouldn't have seen his bedroom. So if you've seen his bedroom, I can only imagine what was going on. So at the end of the day, moving forward, because we're not 15 anymore, you know, we're well off into our 30s and 40s. So looking back, you know, you see those type of things. And I know if he was already comfortable at that time with that girl being 15, that wasn't his first rodeo. And it's just so funny because these people uphold good jobs. They have wives that have great jobs and children. You know what I'm saying? And families. and You know what I mean? I don't want to say too much because I don't know who listens to this podcast. It's, it's just about the trauma. But these are things that I, when I tell you I know, I know. And I promise that you that I know. Now, you get me in person, I'll look in your eye and tell you. I promise you that as well. But um, has a wife and boy... It's so funny to see the wife because she runs around with her nose in the air like she's better than everybody. And you don't even have nobody, my love. At the end of the day, your husband is a pedo, pedo, pedophile. And that you don't get no pedo medals over here. But it's just so funny to watch her operate. I've been in many rooms with her where she's had some cynical and smart things to say. And at the end of the day, while you carry yourself as something, you can't even keep him at home, even with women your age. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I don't know if it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And these people go to church every Sunday. And I'm going to say this, and I believe this, and the Spirit told me to say it. Y'all need to stop letting church be a hiding place for y'all. It's not a hiding place, okay? You better get you right, because I don't, I don't care how many times you go in that church. Salvation is not yours. 
I promise you that. It looks good on the surface. I promise it do. It fits the community criteria as well. But baby, there is no salvation for you. I'm just going to say that. <clears throat> um, Like I said, I, I wanted to get heavy and deep. Um, Also, breaking the silence, I talked about the allegations of T.D. Jakes, um, the pastor, um, the allegations of P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean Combs, and um, sexual assault, drug abuse, and things of that nature. But I want to say this, even growing up, it wasn't just that older man, um, but I just remember in the community, like, Older men, even my dad's age, would prey on you and couldn't wait till you at least hit 16. You don't even have to be 18, but they own you. I've. This is a true story. I'm going to tell two of them. I remember my first daughter at 21. And like I said, I never knew that. And I, I, I was told this. A man shared this with me. Like, man... I've watched you since you were 12 years old. I said, are you serious? He was like, I can tell you what you wore all the time, your style of hair, everything. I had to ask him, how was I wearing it back then? Because shit, <laughs> whoa, I, whoa, I, I'm inquisitive, so I love to listen. You know what I'm saying? So I made myself open and available to be able to hear that out because I needed to understand what was your mindset at and how this works and how many people actually do this? But yeah, he shared with me that he had been watching me for a very long time, how attractive and beautiful I was. He always wanted to talk to me, but he was always scared. And then it took him years to be able to say something to me, but that's how long he had been watching me since I was 12 years old. That's not normal. I'm sorry. I don't care what nobody says. It's not, I don't even know if I can feel flattered. But I definitely was open. <laughs> I definitely heard it. But like I said, um, there's two stories I wanted to tell. Yes, I had my first daughter at 21. And um, I remember, it's the weirdest shit I've ever seen in my life, I promise you. I had a friend at my house at this time, too. I wonder if she remembers. I haven't talked to her in a long time, in a while. But uh, before she visited that particular day, I thought I was going crazy. Because around a certain time, I would always see this shadow figure. I had got my first apartment, and I would always see this shadow figure by my windows. And every time I would run to it, because first of all, I'm like, ain't nobody over there, I'm tripping. But um, by the time I would get there, it was um, the shadow figure would be gone. But mind you, it was happening so much on a day-to-day -day basis to where I was started to feel uneasy. Although I wasn't catching nobody there, I was starting to feel uneasy. Like, it might be. I'm, it might not just be my imagination. Hold on. You know what I'm saying? And... uh this particular day, like I said, it had been going on for maybe 
couple weeks, maybe a month. And um, I had a friend over at the house. My baby was a baby, uh, like um, on the breast baby. So she was small at that time. And um, I had a friend over and she seen it too that day. And I was like, what? What? Like, you see? Like, listen, and I went into the story like, hey, for a whole month or week, I don't know, somebody been coming into it. I've been, and I've been thinking, I've been tripping. And, you know, I just, you know, because I was full of anxiety at this point because I'm like, oh my God, so somebody seen it. It's just not me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, somebody kept coming to my window. And from my understanding, once I did get the confirmation and the information years later, yeah, it was. It was someone outside my window. And they actually told me that they were. And in hopes, I guess, because I would only open my window sometimes. Like if it was the way my apartment was adjusted um, towards the back. So some days I would get the sun and some days I wouldn't. So, you know, I'm a person. I love sun. I had plants back then. I'm still a plant lover. Um, so, you know, I would open my curtain sometimes during the day, let the sun come in or whatever, but at a particular time of night, and it's my first apartment, I'm first being out on my own. So, you know, I kind of tidy it up, lock it up once, you know, it starts getting evening time. But what that person was expecting was to catch me walking around in that house naked or getting dressed. So all that time running to the windows, my bedroom window, the living room window, they were expecting to see me undressed, and they did that for a long time. But then you have to think about what would you have gotten from that? Like what? But then you have to think of the mindset. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, like when I, I, I don't know what type of person that I am, but I can, I can sit with a poker face and I can listen to you speak, and I'll process it, and I won't make you feel a certain type of way because I want you to keep giving me what you're giving me. So I can know how to place you. You know what I'm saying? I've been like that for a very long time. So since I was a kid. I don't know how. but (laughs) Like I said, when I first started, I have an understanding of a whole lot. So I have a weird way of doing things. But I do things and I'll get it figured out. I promise you I will. But no different than my drive for spirituality. I don't stop. You know what I mean? The more I learn, the more I want to know. So I drive. I'm driving. I'm driving. So I guess that's just something about me. But yeah, I that can't tell me that that's not weird, but that's weird. But like I said, I just want to start addressing these things because at the end of the day, like I said, hurt people hurt people and we go through so much trauma. And I just feel like as far as the year 2024 goes, we got to stop doing, we got to start doing things different. And we got to start changing the algorithm and we have to start living a little bit better and we have to start loving a little bit more and we have to start showing some some concern. We have to be more support, supportive in our relationships. We have to be more supportive in our friendships, all those things, or we're wasting each other's time. And at this point, if you don't feel like sunshine, I don't want to be around you because I can entertain myself. You know, I am my own best friend. You know what I'm saying? I'm not into TV a lot. I can sit with my own thoughts and not feel no problems. You know what I mean? I can sit in a quiet room and pick up a book. I can write. 
Yeah, I can think. You know what I mean? I can become creative. You know what I'm saying? I can tap into myself, shadow work. You know, I can have private conversations with myself on, you know, things that I need to do more to, that's more fulfilling for me and my soul purposes and needs. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's the stage that I'm at. And I feel like we should all be there because we're lacking. Because I'm going to just say this, with everything that I just shared, it was in the news. I don't want to, I'll just say allegedly just for the purposes of being in New York, that Catholic church or the Jewish church, they just found the underground tunnels that had baby high chairs in them. I think them, them, them tunnels went pretty deep. Um, remains of children being there as far as being trafficked. Um, and that church and those people and those followers were whatever that they were tied to that and with that. Um, there was a blood stain on the mattress, probably from some child or infant. So, and then we look at now that people don't even identify with themselves. And hey, I don't have a problem with genders, but people are not identifying with who they truly are. Um, people are, men are identifying as women. Women are is identifying as men. Some people don't even identify as anything. They just want to be a question mark because they don't know who they want to wake up and be the next day. I just want to say as I speak and I talk about that, something in my head says, that's confusing. And I don't want to disrespect nobody. You know what I'm saying? It's always all love. But I'm telling you, I, I don't like to be that dizzy. I could never imagine being that dizzy in life. You know what I'm saying? And that's just personal for me. But... You know, we have people out here identifying as dogs and cats. Um, you can look that up. Um, I think there's some school where they want to take a time and a day out to where um, some of the kids sometimes can identify as animals. Uh, I've I seen a video where um, a whole pack of people had created a, a family um, <laughs> and like a... Uh, um, a a group, I don't know, but they were somewhere damn near howling at the moon because they identified as wolves. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So if we're looking at the world, like, I don't know what's happening, but something is happening. But if you also pay attention to, um, dog it, can't remember what it, I said the word earlier, but the earth's frequency and vibration changed. I think it started with the T, but you can look that up. I think two or three months ago, you know, because everything has a vibration. I, I wrote something on that and I'm gonna read this to you guys because everything has a vibration, even earth. Even when I speak, you know what I'm saying? When I put my hand over my, my neck I can feel, you know, my vocal cords vibrating. It's the vibration before the words even come out of my mouth. So everything has a vibration and a frequency. This is why even with babies, you say, hey, baby, they respond different. And then you say, hey, you know what I'm saying? That frequency, it, it, you can change, um, you can alter like their little personal universe through vibration, frequency, and how you um, talk. You say, you know what I'm saying? But... I'll read, oh my God, 
Let me go. You know what? I'm going to have to end this. I'm, I'm going to continue. Hey, hey, peace and bliss. So I did get cut off from the last one, but I did want to continue because I was getting pretty deep. And I was talking about how everything has a vibration and a frequency. And then I was talking about something, how the earth had shifted and the vibration um, had changed. So I had to go look that up really quick because I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, it's called the Schumann uh, Resonance. And um, it happened in the third week of June um, in 2023. So at the end of the day, as far as vibration and frequency, the earth shifted and basically communicated different at that point and still currently moving forward. So basically the the earth's heartbeat. So you have to look into that. Anyway, and I was saying I wanted to read something because I had wrote something about frequency and uh, vibration. So I want to get into that. Um, but anything in a nutshell, everything has a vibration and frequency. Uh, the electromagnetic energy field that comes from all things within our universe have such a unique vibration to the one surrounding it. Uh, this is why they need to be, or you, people, me, you know, we need to be mindful uh, because the vibration manifests into our reality, whether it's good or bad. So, you know, when I, as far as trying to inspire and uplift and try to keep and speak about positive vibration, this is why. This is why it's so important because the earth and the universe and the divine is doing things and we outside of the everyday hustle and bustle and shuffle that we know nothing about. And so at the end of the day, when you understand your divine purpose, you, you know what I'm saying, and understand who you are, these things are important and they make sense. But <clears throat> again, like, you know, if you have a positive mindset moving forward and that's not being perfect every day, but you will attract, you will attract that. If you have a negative mindset moving forward at the end of the day, and it's more so the po uh, more so negative than it is positive, this is what you <laughs> this is what you will reap this whole year. You know what I'm saying, and and many more to come. But um, like like I said, um, you you will manifest those things into your reality, whether it's good or bad. Um, when vibrating higher, you become more self aware and in tune with your spiritual and empathic abilities and in tune enough to perceive your own energy, control your emotional state and align with a lot of synchronicities, repair your damaged DNA, your thoughts um, within your body and uh, being as well, attract peace, prosperity and posit positivity due to your vibrational hold. So that's what I wanna say, but going in further, um, to kind of close out these this episode. Um, with these things being said, and like I said, as far as if you peep everything that's going on, I talked about the church um, and some other things, but if you don't pay attention, Babylon is falling if it has not already failed. So this is why we are seeing people identify and it's so strong at this point now. It's in the schools. It's everywhere. It's being pushed everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, at this point, even in schools, they don't even want kids to be able to consider the adult with making decisions anymore. There's been a few cases where parents 
have been sued and everything because a kid could be eight or nine years old and they want to identify as something and a parent is saying, no, they don't even know who they are at this point. And they, they, they have set up now where they can actually take the kid from you and you can go to court, jail, however they surfacing it. So what I'm telling you, if you're not paying attention to what's going on around you, you know what I'm saying? These things are very important. So, um, that's what I wanted to add. Um, I thought it was very important. And then I wanted to definitely, uh, give you guys that Schumann Renaissance, uh, go look that up, go, go look it up at the same time. Um, I want to say this, you know, we, we barely speak about men having, uh, traumatic issues and episodes and, um, a few things, um, that I wanted to lay out there is, um, emotionally damaged and traumatized individuals are always sexually promiscuous. So, and this goes for both sexes, you know, if you open communication, is everything. If if the man can converse their feelings openly, openly and engage in meaningful dialogue and conversation regarding feelings, that's a plus. You know what I'm saying? He 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 has healthy a healthy mindset and boundaries. Um, the ability to speak about every aspect of his life. He won't fear or beat around the bush to express his highs and lows. He doesn't have that shut down fear or changing narratives, or moving the field code, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? The dialogue is always open. Um, empathy, he'll show empathy. Men who are emotionally available will display empathy and understanding. Coming under the same umbrella with whomever would never be his flaw while he demonstrates the know-how to connect to your emotions. That's a healthy brother. Um, doesn't fear being vulnerable or emotional clarity. Um, healthy boundaries and emotional intelligence. Uh, traumatic men and women operating from past hurt. You know, we 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 don't we don't take a break and heal, and that goes for uh, men and women. So, like I said, I'm gonna just end this with this. 2024, you should make it a point um, to find out who you are, find your soul's purpose, um, to do that shadow work, to get back to you, to be creative and be who you were intentionally came, you know what I'm saying, as far as your origin when you from the spiritual realm, when you came here to the earth, to the fleshy realm, you know what I'm saying, you still serve a divine purpose. It's not just to eat, sleep, work, and never be home, and then go home and go to sleep, and then on the weekends cause a whole bunch of disruption, or lay up and have 25 babies, or women have 25 babies, men have 25 babies, and be arguing and cause confusion, and arguments and all the other shit whatever is going on with it's not that so yeah you know i mean at the end of the day i'm here to provoke thought i'm trying to shift the paradigm i'm also trying to uh change the algorithm of things this is how it is when you mess with me um this is not just a podcast thing it's a mindset and it's also who i am in person so at the end of the day like i said i only come on this podcast i don't have a set date and time but when i'm here it's because the spirit really moved me and said you need to come and, and do your thing and, and play your part and play your role and do your thing. So it's not easy to do these podcasts. Uh, it's very hard. I do take a lot of notes because I do like to learn so much stuff. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I love to inspire and aspire. And I love to push positivity. And I'll never steer from that. And that's what I'm here for. 
um, I usually end with a um, with a health or hair tip, and I ain't gonna do that today because I've already did a podcast <laughs> for an hour. I'm proud of this podcast, and usually I re- pre-think it, rethink it, and be like, no, that's not good enough. But anyway, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be trying at this point, attempting to fail forward because I'll get better as I go. You know what I'm saying? So, um. I'm just not really going to have a hang up on that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, peace and love always to all my loved ones who come show love and tap in. I appreciate you much gratitude. And until next time, peace.